It's a pleasure to have you listening to my show today. My sincerest desire is for you to get something from it that will make your life richer, fuller, and safer. My name is Reverend Wynne Henderson. As an ordained Christian minister and a retired medical doctor, I have a dual perspective to bring you content to solve problems in your life. This podcast is the longest-running, single-hosted, spiritually-based radio internet talk show in America. It has been on the air for over 25 years. I bring you information about the disease of addiction, about your purpose in life, and investigative reporting on truth. Just below the surface. The title of this podcast is Information for those seeking spiritual clarity on the subject of COVID-19 vaccination. The author of this podcast is George Parrish. George is a biblical scholar who is sharing his knowledge with us. What really is vaccination? How should we classify it? What reasoning, if any, necessitates the procedure? What is the proper scriptural view to take in regard to it? Does science really demonstrate a need for it? We shall endeavor to answer these questions and in the process take a hard look at its proponents, those directly involved in it and those who indirectly occasion the practice through their claims and assertions. Additionally, because it is a popular feature of the world, we must also consider the condition of the world and under whose influence it functions. The world, being the system of human activity, cannot be viewed as something that has changed over time insofar as human nature is concerned. Technological advances have done nothing to alter the fundamental human condition. If anything, the technological advances have provided greater opportunity for its enhancement. So, who really rules the world? Let us consult the biblical teaching and proceed from there to answer the other questions. It is a fundamental biblical doctrine that Satan is the ruler of this world. Numerous scriptures support this conclusion. John 14.30, John 12.31-33, Ephesians 2.1-3, Ephesians 6.12-13, John 16.11, John 8.44-47, 1 Peter 5.8-10, Matthew 4.8-9, Luke 4, 
5 through 6, Hebrews 2:14, James 4:4, 4, 4, and 1 John 5:18 and 19. Jesus told the Jews, "You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires." He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. John 8:44. Prophecy specifically states that satanic activity would increase during the last days, which we are living in now. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the seal. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Revelations 12, 12. The objective of the devil is to cause death and destruction. He does this by means of lies. Divination is one of the means by which lies are produced. These lies are malicious, intending to produce death through sorcery. He is a master of deception. Few are aware of how he operates because they are limited to a secular worldview or have been misled by false prophets. It requires a spiritual worldview to recognize that Satan is behind what might otherwise be considered beneficial to mankind. This deception through sorcery was foretold to occur in the prophetic book of Revelation, whose prophecy foretold that in the last days there would be a world empire ruled by Babylon the Great, modeled after the ancient Babylonian Empire. Its destruction was foretold to be a consequence of its practice of sorcery, the means by which it deceives the whole world. The Greek word for sorcery is pharmakaleia, from which we derive our world word for pharmacy. Pharmakeia is defined in part by Thayer's Greek lexicon as 1. The use or administration of drugs and 2. Poisoning. Bible believers are counseled to prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from every form of evil. First Thessalonians 5, 21 and 2. They are also commanded, don't put your confidence in powerful people. Psalms 146, 3. Such as those involved in sorcery, which the COVID-19 pandemic is a form of. Time has progressed far enough to demonstrate that the COVID vaccines and possibly the PCR tests 
are used for the administration of drugs to poison people, regardless of the claims of the medical establishment, which is an integral part of the world. This poisoning was foretold to occur by the prophecy in Revelation concerning Babylon the Great. And the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride will not be heard in you any longer. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. Revelations 18.23 Sorcerers are listed among those who will meet with destruction, but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars are part and their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Revelations 21.8 The medical response to the COVID-19 pandemic was authorized by emergency use which has allowed for individuals if they so choose to take part in medical experiments and to use unproven procedures and test unproven drugs, namely various COVID-related treatments and various types of vaccines. It is presumptuous to participate in these experiments and expect positive results. The Bible's counsel is keep back your servant also from presumptive sins, let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of a great transgression. Psalms 19:13. The Bible warns believers to believe or to beware of becoming too involved in worldly practices because we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. 1 John 5.19 Virology is divination, a pseudoscience rooted in germ theory and the myth of contagion. Virologists do not adhere to the scientific method in their procedures. All of their viruses are created in silico, which is computer modeling. The following is a general outline of what they do. To begin with, they never take an isolated viral particle from a sick person. Rather, they take a sample from the inside nostrils and presume that the virus is in the sample. Then they add the sample to a cell culture, combine it with numerous other ingredients subject the culture to more procedures and wait for the cells to die, which they call the cytopathic effect. 
and claim its cause is the presence of a virus. Then they take the dead cell debris and image certain size particles under electron microscope, which they claim are virons. Nevertheless, these so-called virions cannot be distinguished from extracellular vesicles, some of which are called exosomes. Neither can they prove that they were ever in the sick person to begin with. Furthermore, they cannot prove that they are not the product of their procedures, nor can they prove they cause disease. To create the alleged virus genome, they collect genetic fragments from cell breakdown products contained in the culture, obtain their sequences, and enter the information into a computer. The software then aligns the sequences into a template, although they never had an entire intact genome of the alleged virus to start with. In a recent experiment, virologist Dr. Stefan Lanka obtained the same results without adding a sample from a sick person to the cell culture. This is called a controlled experiment, which the virologists themselves do not perform because it invalidates their results. His experiments proved that the death of tissues and cells is mistakenly considered to be the isolation of the virus. The computer software can produce many possible combinations depending on variations in the methods used. They arbitrarily select some of these variations and call them variants, but none are ever found in nature. They never prove the existence of a single viral pro uh, particle. Their whole process meets the definition of divination, which is not limited to foretelling of future events, but also includes the practice of determining the hidden significance or cause of events by a supernatural or unscientific means. The Bible describes divination and sorcery as detestable things. When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable things of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritualist, or one who calls up the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out 
before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you shall dispossess, listen to those who practice witchcraft and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. Deuteronomy 18, 9-14 Virology is not the only medical field using divination. Biology, insofar as cell theory is concerned, is also based on a form of divination. The current model of the generalized cell is based primarily upon artifacts produced by electron microscopy. Since many of the cell's features are artifacts produced by this process, the function of these features must be fictitious. One can only conclude that the current working model of the generalized cell is a misrepresentation. Virologists claim that their fictitious viral particles hijack cellular rhizosomes to replicate. However, what are called rhizosomes have not been proven capable of performing this function. In regard to rhizosome theory, and I quote from The Living Cell by Dr. H. Hillman, this name is given to the granules seen on electron microscopy between the layers of the endoplasmic reticulum and also to a particular subcellular fraction containing 40 to 50 percent RNA. It is generally believed that RNA and its chemical function reside in the former locality in vivo. These particles cannot be seen by light microscopy, and in our opinion, there is insufficient evidence of subcellular localization of biochemical activities. The author goes on to say, if the endoplasmic reticulum is an artifact due to deposition of the cytoplasm, it is very likely that the riposomes are also a deposit. They may consist of RNA and protein in the separated fraction, but may well not be the same material as is seen on electron micrographs. If RNA were lining a reticulum, one might see this on ultraviolet microscopy as dark channels permeating the cytoplasm. Where the endoplasmic reticulum is believed to be restricted to a small region of the cell, that part should absorb much more ultraviolet light due to the higher concentrations of RNA. We are not aware of such appearances having been seen, nor have we 
seen it ourselves in neurons. Hillman also points out that two major morphological findings concerning the double-layered membrane and crista are also suspect because they are derived from subcellular fractionization and electron microscopy and that the Golgi apparatus is an artifact as a consequence of the uncertainty of exactly what is due to inconsistent results from various observations. Similar problems arrive in defining lysosomes and the nucleoplasm. The proper conclusion is, as stated by Dr. Hillman, that the endoplasmic reticulum, the Golgi apparatus, the lysosomes, the nuclear pores, the crista of the mitochondria, and the trilaminar appearance of the cell, nuclear and mitochondrial membranes, as opposed to the membranes themselves, could not exist in living cells. They must be artifacts arising during preparation for electron microscopy. Therefore, not only is virology a pseudoscience, so is cell biology. Both are forms of divination, and these two pseudosciences work hand-in-hand to falsely justify the need for various medical treatments, including vaccination. The theory that the body has an immune system that operates by producing specific antibodies to specific virus particles has never been proven. To accomplish this, one would first have to prove the existence of viral particles, which has not been done. The body does not have defense mechanisms or else it would not attempt to remove whatever does not belong in the body that they are specific to individual types of viral particles and nonspecific in that they function against any toxin is based on nothing more than conjecture. Immunology is another form of divination used to justify the use of vaccines. Injecting people with what are claimed to be viral particles with added adjuvants to stimulate an immune response and teach the body to neutralize specific viral particles is sorcery. The COVID-19 mRNA injectables are not traditional vaccines. The medical complex departed from its traditional methods to provide a treatment for what they claim was a new virus. They even had to change the definition of the word vaccine to incorporate their use. The COVID-19 injectables are protected by patents. The companies that produce them make claims about their contents, but the package insert 
is intentionally left blank. They are authorized for emergency use and the companies have immunity from liability. Those who take them assume all the risk. Only the manufacturers know their ingredients. To take any of these COVID-related products is against spiritual, spiritual principles to prove all things and reject presumptive or uh, presumptuous sins. Furthermore, independent researchers have conducted analysis of the contents of the COVID-19 vaccines and determined them to be cytotoxic. But their research is rejected, not because it is unscientific, because it is not conforming to official consensus, which has nothing to do with science. The problem is that virologists, immunologists, and vaccinologists have abandoned science to become sorcerers and diviners. Some of them know that they are tools of the devil. Others have been deceived. But this is inconsequential because the fruits of their labors are all the same. The PCR test is not a diagnostic test. It is per, a procedure developed by Dr. Kerry Mullis to amplify DNA sequences, not whole genomes. It is a manufacturing technique that starts with one molecule. Each time a molecule is cycled, the number of molecules doubles. Mullis explained that there are very few molecules that each person does not have at least one of in the body. Enough cycles will produce millions of molecules that never existed in the person from whom the sample was taken. The claim that results from a specific number of cycles means that a whole virus is present in a person is nonsense. The virologists simply misinterpret the results of the PCR procedure to create the illusion that someone is infected with an active infectious agent. In essence, they divine the presence of a virus because their procedure is not scientific. This is consistent with other forms of divination which they employ various means to gain knowledge unavailable through scientific methods. Many people have been misled by the misuse of the PCR procedure into believing that they have become infected with a dangerous virus. They have been deceived by virologists using divination, which is the principal means used by Satan to mislead the world. This particular form of divination has induced 
a mass psychosis in society. The soothsaying virologists claimed that the virus would kill millions, and by that means they drove populations into the hands of the sorcerers and their dangerous potions, which they call vaccines. The scripture warns believers to be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5, 8. The practice of sorcery is listed among the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. It is an abomination before the Lord. Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 14. Vaccination is sorcery. It is the cup that is passed from the diviner to the sorcerer. The cell culture to which are added dangerous adjuvants for injection into the deluded masses. The COVID vaccines take sorcery to a higher level. They are said to contain the necessary ingredients to cause cells to produce the very poison contained in the virus itself, after which the immune system is said to produce antibodies against the virus. This is simply more soothsaying. No virus has ever been proven to exist or been isolated. What virology calls isolation does not isolate anything. Human cells do not function according to the institutional models and neither do the body's defense mechanisms which the virologists, biologists, and immunologists call the immune system. Ours is a time of great wickedness, not unlike the time of the biblical prophets when abominable practices such as sorcery, divination, and soothsaying were rampant. The presence of these practices is always indicative of and answers to the degree of wickedness in society. The spirit that operated in the sons of disobedience in former times is the same spirit that operates in them today. The only distinction is that the technology available today is far more advanced than in former times. However, the problem is not in the technology, but rather in its abuse. Modern divination abuses science and technology to undermine and eliminate the position of the Creator and His role in the lives of individuals. It should come to no surprise that the virus theory and the theory of evolution come from the same people. They are identical insofar as both contain 
the idea of something evolving from one form into another. The virus theory, like its companion, the evolution theory, has never been proven. Although the evolution theory encompasses a far greater spectrum than the virus theory, one could reason that the virus theory is simply a subset of all that evolution is said to encompass. Both dispense with the idea of a supreme creator and lawgiver and defer to random chance, but no such thing as chance is ever explained except within the concept or context of ignorance. They claim without any scientific proof whatsoever that viruses undergo evolution and natural selection just like cell-based life in direct denial of Genesis 1-1. In the beginning God created. The prophetic book of Revelation places sorcerers and liars outside the kingdom of God. Revelations 22:15. They will be consigned to the darkness because they choose to live in darkness. God's people are commanded to dwell in the light. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalms 119.105 The light of God manifests itself by means of the Holy Spirit, of which the body is the temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16-17 The Holy Spirit is the helper sent from God to guide His people into all truth. John 14.26 16:13 God's people are commanded not to grieve the Holy Spirit by engaging in the works of the flesh. Ephesians 4:30 and Galatians 5:19:21 Seeing as the body is the temple of God wherein he dwells in spirit it should not remain undefiled by the potions of sorcerers. This information is freely available for distribution or claiming religious objections to vaccine or testing mandates in any manner or via religious accommodation request under Title VII of the Civil Rights Acts of 1964 so long as the ideas that virologists are diviners and vaccinologists are sorcerers are preserved. This information was written on December 25th, 2022 and transmitted to me two days ago. My mission or purpose in life is to spread the message that there is a cure 
for every addictive behavior. This is a spiritual cure, and the treatment program is profiled in my book, Freedom from Addiction 4, The Final Message. If you meet three simple criteria, everyone cures their addiction. My book is now available on Amazon.com in the Kindle version. It will soon be available in paperback. I have three free resources where you can start your journey. The first is a link to this podcast. The link is freedomfromaddiction.libson.com No spaces, no capitals. Spell Libson. L-I-B as in boy. S-Y-N. The second is a link to my website where you can find out more about my work with addiction. It is freedomfromaddiction, the number four, dot com. The final resource is my Twitter account. Search for at Hugo the Artist on Twitter.com. There you will find over 2,300 inspirational and educational pearls of wisdom. And this uh, is the end of today's broadcast. I wish you the blessing of a better life as a result of the information it contained.